Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. I want to talk to us about the Lord's Prayer. At the start of the year, I shared with us the theme for Axe Church this year, which is prophesy. And then the last two weeks, we had an amazing time learning from Pastor Kenneth, our global senior pastor, about the power of focus and the power of obedience. Now, the question I want to ask everyone is that, have we therefore been prophesying? Have we therefore been praying? Have we therefore been applying all that we have learned with focus and obedience towards God? Because the truth is this, friends, today is the 24th of January, and happy birthday, Kat. And and for for example, for like Kat, a new year has come. Uh, uh, you know, she's grown older uh, by a year now. Uh, and for a lot of us, one more week, and then it will be the end of January, and one month of 2021 would have just passed. What I'm saying is this, that if we're not careful, if we don't seize the moment, and if we don't begin to take what God is saying to us seriously, and then this year uh, and all that God has in store for us will just flow past us and fly past us just like that. And so as I'm preparing uh, and praying on how to lead the church in accordance to God's vision and will for us, uh, the Lord begin to lead me to the Lord's Prayer because the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer uh, is more than just a simple prayer. In fact, I really believe that it is one of the most uh, underrated teachings of Jesus. In fact, I would say that it is more than a teaching. It is an instruction. It is a command from Jesus himself on how we should relate to God when it comes to all of our needs and requests. You know, Jesus was teaching us, this is how you should pray. This is how you should approach God uh, with your desires and your wants. Uh, and, And so I want to bring us to the Lord's Prayer today so that by unpacking the Lord's Prayer, it becomes a blueprint. It becomes a template for us to focus in on God, focus in on what's truly important so that we can live an obedient life, a life that's obedient to all that God wants us to accomplish this year. Otherwise, like I said, in the blink of an eye, it'll be a new year. And, and I know this is a very funny time that all of us are living in. You know, 2020 flew past uh, and uh, 2020 was was different, you know, unprecedented is the word that people keep using. And I can't help but feel like because the way 2020 played out um, and, and, and 2021 is kind of now still recovering from all that has happened last year, uh, a lot of us are starting the year a little bit sluggish. A lot of us are starting the year with a, a sense of deja vu, like, oh man, you know, uh, am I still stuck in last year? Uh, but I want to use today's message to to help us to shake off that, that, that sense of, 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 I don't know, a tiredness, uh, the sense of blurriness, that the, the cloud of heaviness that, that seems to be floating over our head, uh, making us 
feel like the year hasn't quite started yet. But friends, I want you to know the year has started. God has started. The question is, are we running with God or are we lagging behind? So I want us to take a look this morning at the Lord's Prayer. Uh, and I want to help us to unpack the Lord's Prayer uh, so that we do not lag behind, but we begin to be in line with God. And I hope that this message will also be an alignment, a recalibration of, of our spiritual engine so that we begin to flow with God so that we do not miss what He has in store for us this year. Amen. And so if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13. Matthew 6, 9 to 13 reads, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen. This is how Jesus instructed us to pray. When you pray, you should approach God like this. And, and, and from this scripture uh, and, and the passage that we just read, I really feel that the Lord's Prayer uh, can be broken down to at least three components. You know, um, and, and, and I don't think we will have time to, to talk about all three uh, components today. And I want to at least touch on one. Uh, and maybe what we'll do is that we'll make this into a three-part series. Uh, and next week, Pastor Cat will be preaching. And so she'll be taking part two, a continuation on uh, the study on the Lord's Prayer. Uh, but the three parts, I really feel, uh, can be broken down to the agenda of God, which is our Father in heaven. Heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The whole of verse 9 to verse 10, that's that's God's agenda. That's like God saying that, you know, Jesus saying that when you come before me, you know, don't just pray according to your whims and fancies. You know, pray according to my will. Pray according to God's agenda. Amen. And I can't help but feel like the, the uh, this agenda that God sets for us, you know, like how when we go for any meeting, uh, because there's agenda, uh, we do not go astray, amen, uh, that we do not uh, lose time or lose track of time, but everything gets accomplished. I cannot help but feel that, uh, that, that this is something that God is speaking to us, you know, it's as if it's like a, a, a right now word for us as a church, that we should start the year knowing again God's agenda, how he wants us to approach him so that we do not mess up the rest of this year. And then from verse 11 to verse 12, give us this day or daily bread and forgive us of our debts and for and, and and cause us to forgive our debtors you know i really feel that that's that's a whole area a whole teaching on on the allowance of god you know uh, and, and and it's not just about praying to god about what we need but it's also about god what should we do with what we already have and and, and we'll talk about that next week and of course the last part verse 13 you know i i i call it i term it the armor of God because he talks 
about, you know, temptation and, and resisting evil and delivering us far away from the evil one. And this is important for us to remember that what we're going through, you know, is really not just flesh and blood, but a lot of that which we wrestle with, our inner demons and everything like that, it's a spiritual battle uh, that God, through uh, his model prayer, through Jesus' teaching on prayer, he has also given us a solution, a strategy on how to win and be victorious in that area. But today, I want to talk to us about the first part, the agenda of God. So if you're taking down notes, why don't you write this down? This is the topic for today, the agenda of God. You know, it's so important for us uh, that to, to learn God's agenda so that in our prophesying this year, in our living this year, uh, in our prayer life this year, uh, we are in line with God and not against God. Amen. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. And so Jesus is saying that I, I know you have material needs and wants, but if you will put God's kingdom, if you will put God's agenda first, uh, then as you seek after it, as you seek to fulfill it, you know, God will cause there to be no lack in your life. Amen. And so it's so important for us, like I said, uh, to get God's agenda right. And Jesus teaches us this uh, through the Lord's prayer. And, and like I said, it's important for us to know God's agenda so that we do not waste this year and so that we remain focused. And, and my hope is that this is not just like a, uh, and I hope you don't see this as like a pep talk for the start of the year, but let this be a blueprint of focus and obedience for the rest of this year and, and for all of your life. Amen. And so the agenda of God, what is the agenda of God? Well, my first point is this, the first agenda or, or God's agenda or what we need to know about God's agenda is this, that we have a mission. That's right. You know, think about it. Why did Jesus teach us to pray, God, your kingdom come, your will be done? He could have taught us to pray in so many different ways. There are so many different needs. He could have said, your healing come. He could have said, your blessing come. He could have said, your fire come. Uh, but instead, Jesus said, your kingdom come. What is God's kingdom? God's kingdom is his salvation. God's kingdom is his presence. God's kingdom uh, is heaven on earth. And, and, and when heaven uh, intersects with us, there will be blessing, there will be healing, uh, there will be joy, there will be freedom, there will be salvation. But the question is, you know, in our pursuit of life and in our pursuit of God, you know, uh, are we really chasing after God, his kingdom, or are we chasing after stuff? So many times when we prophesy, so many times when we pray, so many times when we live our lives, uh, if we're truly honest, sometimes the stuff, the things we want hijack our pursuit of God. But God is saying, no, 
First things first, get the agenda right. Don't come before God thinking that he's some sort of Santa Claus and we begin to roll off our wish list and to read it out. No, come before God and get with his agenda. And God's agenda is that there is a mission and that mission is the expansion of God's kingdom. And this is so important for us to know. My, my, my question I want to ask all of you is, in 2021 so far, have you been living for God or have you been living for yourself? Or worse, have you just been sleeping? You know, friends, I hope you haven't just been sleeping and, and, and hoping that, that this pandemic will blow over. Friends, regardless of what is happening around us, there is a God. There is a mission and we must never lose sight of that. The moment we lose sight of God's mission, of God's kingdom, that's when our prayer life becomes distorted. That's when uh, our uh, prophesying uh, gets distorted. But God wants to bring us back to that place again. Hey, there is a mission. And my challenge to you is this. This mission, this God's kingdom, let it start within you. That's right. You know, when, when Jesus is asking us to pray and approach God and he teaches us to, to start by saying, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. That's the mission. Your will be done. That's the mission. On earth as it is in heaven. That's the mission. What Jesus is also wanting us to get into is to get into the right headspace, to get into the right mindset, to get into the right attitude. In other words, before we begin to tell God what's on our hearts, we need to let God into our hearts. And we need to let God's kingdom into our hearts. And, and, and my prayer and my hope for all of us today is that we would allow God's kingdom uh, to, to come. I know a lot of us are prophesying, God, let your kingdom come to my workplace. Let your kingdom come into my family. Let salvation come into my family. Let healing come into my family, into my life. Awesome things, important things to pray for. But most important of all, Jesus is reminding us is that God's kingdom must first enter our lives and begin to do a work in our hearts. If you have your Bible still open up, turn with me to Matthew chapter 13, verse 33. In Matthew 13, 33, Jesus teaches us about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the mission. And, and he describes the mission as this. He describes the kingdom of heaven as this. Matthew 13, verse 33. Another parable he spoke to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal or flour till it was all leavened. You know, why? I know some of us are confused. Hang in there. Don't be confused. Type in the chat. Don't be confused. Okay? Jesus is saying that God's kingdom, you know, it, it's very natural for us to see God's kingdom as salvation, as freedom, uh, as heaven on earth, as blessing, you know, as every positive thing. But God is reminding us that the kingdom of heaven also needs, first and foremost, to start. And the only way for the kingdom of heaven to enter the world is for it to start in our lives and to flow through our lives. 
And that's why Jesus, in teaching about the kingdom of heaven, uses yeast, uses leaven. Now, I have an illustration here. Let me find it. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, this, this is the little packet of uh, uh, fast-action dry yeast or, 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 or leaven in ancient times. And why did God use this as an example on the kingdom of heaven? Because, like I said, the leaven or the yeast, you know, this little packet here, it is small. It can start small. Those of you who have been baking over the pandemic, you know, your banana breads and your sourdough and all that, you will know that the leaven, the yeast can start small, but it will grow. Friends, I want you to know that the word of God might have started off as scripture, a small little word, but have you allowed it into your heart? But most importantly, have you allowed the word of God to grow you? You see, if you don't allow the word of God to grow you, then, you know, no matter how much good teaching and preaching uh, that you sit under, there will be no change in your life. You'll just enter one ear and go out the other. It needs to enter and it needs to be buried in your hearts. You know, just like how the woman, you know, stuffed in the leaven into three meals of flour, you know, and, and, and let it rise and let it leaven. You know, we need to stuff the word of God into our hearts. You know, otherwise, the way we pray, the way we live, we might think it is Christian, but actually it is self-centered and self-seeking and onto a path leading to self-destruction. But God is saying that, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven because even though it starts small, it will grow. Amen. No. Uh, and, and, and not only that, leaven, the, the, the change that leaven brings, the change that yeast brings starts from within. Amen. And also, the first thing is this, you know, if you want to get this year right, if you want your prayer life to, to be in line with God, then you got to allow the change to happen within. Amen. If you're going to prophesy anything this year, would you prophesy that this year you will be more obedient, that you will be more courageous, that you will be more consistent, that you will be more in love with with God, that will be more disciplined and to spend time with God. And not only that, no yeast, you know, when whatever it comes to contact with, it will spread and it will change. You know, any of us who uh, have uh, bought a loaf of bread before, and, 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 and you, when it goes bad, even the little, you know, the yeast, you can look at it on, on good and bad. You know, the, the, the good yeast, a little bit of it goes in and it, it makes the whole bread fluff up and, and, and tasty. Uh, but, you know, when the yeast goes bad, it also spreads really fast. And a little bit of it, you know, how many of you have started, uh, uh, you know, you, you've been there before where, you know, you took out a loaf of bread and maybe one slice or a corner of one slice, you know, begins to turn bad and you leave it a day, and then suddenly when you take it out again, the, the second corner uh, turns bad. You go like, how did one corner immediately in a day spread to the other corner? Because that's how leaven works. That's how yeast works. That's how, you know, all these things work. You know, uh, uh, as whatever they come into contact with, they will change and they will, they will spread. And so the question is this, you know, no matter how long you have been a Christian, has God begun to change the way you live? Has God begun to change the way you think? Amen. Uh, have you allowed God to change the way you think about this year? 
Or are you still kind of like stumbling in uh, from last year's thinking? It, come on, church, you got to remember that God desires both a new wine to be poured into new wine skin. Amen. Have you allowed, you know, God, uh, uh, the presence of God, have you allowed his word to change your life this year? Amen. And of course, I wrote that last but not least, 11 causes there to be a rising. Like I said, you know, uh, the most delicious bread is, is fluffy. It's nice. You know, it's, it's, it's got all those uh, bubbles inside uh, uh, that, that, that makes the bread fluffy. And, 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 and have you allowed the word of God to, 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 to cause that to be a rise in your life? Amen. You know, do you, do you, do you, do you go through life just not being the same old, same old? Or are you going like, God, this year I want to rise up. This year I want courage to arise. I want consistency to arise. I, I want my, my uh, a willingness uh, to serve you, uh, the, my, the, the spiritual pain threshold in my life. I want it to rise. I want it to go up to the next level. That, my friends, uh, is the agenda of God this year. God wants, first and foremost, uh, for us to come back to that place of, of remembering our mission again. Amen. You know, and, and allowing the kingdom of God, you know, before we can preach the gospel, let, you know, come on, Christians, uh, let the gospel first cause that to be rising up in our hearts, cause faith to arise uh, and, and, and cause, I don't know, a love to arise. Amen. Before you prophesy for material gain, for that job promotion, for that life partner or anything, etc., uh, would you first and foremost come back to the mission again and go like, God, before I chase after material things, I will seek first your kingdom, your righteousness. I want to start the year right according to your agenda. Another awesome thing that when we do things according to God's agenda is that an agenda helps Helps us to keep the right pace, yeah? You know, a, a meeting that, that starts without an agenda can go on for hours and, and, and accomplish nothing. But an agenda is there to, to almost act like, okay, next, next, next. And so God is saying that I, I want that to be, you know, much breakthrough in your life this year. But first things first, would you come back to that place of remembering the mission again? The mission to expand God's kingdom. That's right, friends. You are saved not just to receive God's blessing. You are saved so that through you, the Bible says when one is saved, an entire household is saved. And through you, entire uh, uh, cities can be saved. Entire families can be saved. Entire countries can be saved. Would you come back to the agenda of God? Would you come back to the mission of God? Remember, we have a mission. Amen. You know, I, I just want to bring us to this place of getting the right mindset because when we have the right mindset about prayer and about God, then we will have the right motivation for the rest of the year. My second point is this. What else is Jesus teaching us uh, on, on the first part of the Lord's Prayer? Not only is there a mission and that mission must start within us, there is a master. That's right. Point number two, we have a master. Jesus was teaching us that, hey, when you pray, you're not just shouting to the universe. You're not just being, you know, uh, wishful with your thinking or positive with your thinking. No, you are praying 
to someone and you have not only someone in heaven, you have a father in heaven. You know, if we are about expanding God's kingdom, then the kingdom has a king. The ministry has a master. But what I want us to focus on is the fact that even though Jesus reminds us that our Father in heaven, immediately he is saying, hallowed be his name. In other words, you know, a lot of times when, when you hear preachers preach about our Father in heaven, a lot of focus is put on, oh, you see, you have a Father in heaven. He's, you know, he's a loving God. He's a good Father. And all that is true, but but we must also look at the complete teaching of Jesus. And Jesus saying that you have a father, so praise God, you have a father, and not just a taskmaster, but a father. But but this father is not like your earthly father. This father, his name is holy. So while you should approach him like how a child approaches a father, don't forget, because sometimes we can be so familiar with God that we take him for granted. Don't forget that this Father in heaven, his name is holy. In other words, he is to be honored, he is to be worshipped, he is to be served, he is to be submitted to. He is our master. And then when I look at this, I, I cannot help but feel like God is saying that, you have a father who loves you, but don't take Father God for granted. Our Father God has a mission and our Father God has a timing to that mission. You know, when you begin to put a face uh, to a name, uh, the, the, the person becomes more real. And, and then Jesus is putting a characteristic, a father nature to God so that he becomes more real, not only real, but so that we understand that, no, his will, his kingdom come, his will be done. No, God wants it to be done urgently, urgently. And so what this speaks of me is about the urgency of God. When there's a master, you know, a servant cannot take his time. If you know what I'm saying, those of us who work, when your boss, when your CEO says, I want it by Monday, you have to deliver it by Monday. You know, if your boss says that meeting at three o'clock, the meeting is at three o'clock. If your boss says, we're working late today, we're working late today. And so when, when, when your boss, when your, when your, I want to say master, but when God is in the picture, uh, it, it, we need to begin to see him and go like, God, not only is that a mission, not only are you about your kingdom, my prayer life shouldn't be about me, it should be about the kingdom, but not just kingdom for kingdom's sake, but understanding that God has, urgently desires for his kingdom to come and his will to be done. Amen. The question I want to ask us is this, are we living with, with the urgency of the Father? You know, you know, can you imagine Father God, he's sitting there on the table and, and, and he's saying that, hey, bring some food. You, you cannot take a whole day to bring that food. You got to bring that food ASAP. And, and this is what Jesus is trying to teach us, you know, that when you pray, bring yourself to submitting to God ASAP, as soon as possible. Uh, because not only is the kingdom the most important thing, then the kingdom must first manifest with 
within us, but the kingdom must manifest, you know, uh, uh, with urgency and quickly. You know, what I believe that God is trying to tell us as we start this year is that, you know, will my church wake up now? You know, don't take the whole year to wake up to God. Don't take a whole year to submit to God the Father. You know, submit to Him now. Wake up now. You know, God is, is, is constantly reminding us as His church that there is so much that needs to be done. You know, last year uh, when we had our Christmas cheer uh, project, I, I, I thought that, wow, you know, first of all, you know, great job, guys, great work. Uh, and, and, and as the year ended, I thought to myself, oh, wow, you know, we, I think we really ended the year with a bang. I, re- I think we really ended the year uh, oh, well, God. You know, the, the thing is this, you know, wh- when you talk to God, expect Him to talk back. And as I begin to think about that, you know, God began to show me different things. And, and God began to show it to me uh, through different means. And, and one of those was when I, uh, in, in December, uh, went to buy food for my local Chinese takeaway. And I noticed that the, 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 the older gentleman working behind the counter, you know, he was walking in, in a strange way. And I remember that, hey, before the lockdown, you know, because it's been a while since I went there, he wasn't walking like this. So, so as, as we, you know, as my order came, I, I began to ask him, how are you? And, and how's business and all that? And I, and I said that, hey, I, I can't help but notice, you know, you were hobbling a little bit. Uh, uh, is it because it's very oily in the kitchen? You know, do you, do you need a new pair of shoes I thought just making friendly chatter and then he just this this older gentleman very matter of fact just said oh I've got Parkinson's and 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 I I can't be honest it took me by surprise because I have allowed myself I have allowed um, um, you know 2020 to almost make me forget that there are other things in the world that are causing destruction and, 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 and causing damage to people's lives uh, uh, besides uh, COVID. There are things like cancer still. There are things like Parkinson's still. And God began to, 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 to shake me up and go like, and I, you know, Parkinson's especially, you know, was a word that I had completely not heard in 2020. And then suddenly I was reminded at the end of 2020 that, hey, there is so much more that needs to be done and, and, and it cannot wait. And I just felt suddenly the urgency of God just flow into me. And, 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 and that's why we started the year by saying that, come on, let's, let's seize the year. Let's, let's learn to prophesy because, because there, there are things like cancer out there. There are things like Parkinson's out there. And, and, and I don't want us to be a church that is clueless. I don't want us to be Christians that are helpless. But I want us to be Christians that begin to say that, God, you know, we cannot wait, you know, until the pandemic blows over for us to, to, to kind of like get serious with God again. We need to get serious now because there's so much that needs to be done. You know, every other day I get text messages from, from, from different friends and sometimes from Malaysia, you know, telling me, hey, can you pray? Uh, I have a nephew, uh, I have a former student, I have a friend of a friend studying here, working here, and they're not doing well emotionally, they're not doing well spiritually, they're not doing well physically. Uh, can you pray for them? You know, I, I don't know what else to do, but can you pray for them? Can you try to reach out to them? And friends, there's so much that needs to be done. 
The question is, if there is a father, if there is a master, are we going about the father's business? For that, I want to turn us to uh, another scripture. And this is Jesus illustrating this point in Luke chapter 2, verse 49. Luke chapter 2, verse 49. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? This is Jesus when he was you know, a 12-year-old boy. And the background story, you can go back and read the whole of chapter 2, but the background story is this, that in, in one of the pilgrimages to, to Jerusalem, uh, on the way back, uh, uh, Mary and Joseph lost track of Jesus. That's right. You know, can you imagine you can lose track of Jesus? And, and, and they were looking for Jesus only to realize that as they were traveling for three days away from the capital, Jesus remained in the temple for three days. And when they went back, they were like, Jesus, you know, why did you run off? And this was Jesus's reply. You know, why, why are you huffing and puffing? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? You know, a lot of times when we read this, we, we think that, oh, you no, know, this this Jesus, you know, uh, being, you know, being, being uh, too excited for the ministry. Uh, no, that's not the case. You know, Jesus wasn't being too excited. Jesus wasn't being disobedient. You know, don't think that, oh, this is Jesus acting up. You know, Jesus wasn't acting up, but Jesus was saying that, no, when, when I see my father's business, if I, you know, when, when I see a need, you know, when the Father and God's business is His kingdom and God's kingdom is healing, salvation, restoration, you know, the forgiveness and healing, uh, you know, forgiveness of sin and healing of, of, of people and setting free of captives. In, in other words, Jesus said that when I see a need, when I see my Father's business, I will do my Father's business. In other words, Jesus is trying to tell us that that if God is our Father, then are we doing His business? And are we, are we uh, uh, handling God's business? Are we perceiving God's business with, 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 with great importance? Are we, are we preoccupied with it? And that's a question I want to ask us today. You know, uh, are you preoccupied with God's business? In, in your pursuit of, of 2021, uh, are you just chasing after that promotion or are you, are you minding the Father's business? Because that is the agenda of God. You see, Jesus was trying to teach us this is how you pray. You need to pray right. You need to pray mindful uh, of God's kingdom and you're going to pray with urgency that God's will be done. Friends, I pray that this year, right now, we will begin to change our hearts and, and have a heart check and go like, God, I want to be about your business. You know, Jesus was there for three days. A lot of us, we think that, that Jesus only started his ministry at 30. No, before that, when he saw a need, he met a need. He was at a wedding, he saw a need, he met a need. And, and so Jesus is trying to tell us this year, you know, don't just float around, don't just exist. Would you see a need and would you meet that need? Because that is is the agenda of heaven. Amen. That is how you prophesy. Don't just prophesy, you know, awesome things for yourself.
prophesy that we will be quicker to respond every time a prayer request comes in. You know, and we will be quicker to respond every time we see a need. Uh, may we stop using the excuse, I'll pray about it and not really pray about it. Amen. If you want to be about God's business, if you want to get serious with God, then like I said, point number one, you got to remember that we have a mission and that you got to remember that, that with every mission, there is a master. We have a master. Yes, he is also our father in heaven, you know, and, and, and but he is also our master. Amen. And, and let that balance our relationship with God. If we can get this right, friends, we're going to have a very productive, uh, a very God-honoring, God-pleasing 2021. My last point is this, at least for uh, today's message. My last point is this. There is not only a mission, uh, we have not only a master, but we must also mirror God. That's right. The agenda of God is that we mirror Him. Amen? We must mirror God. You know, Jesus taught us how to pray like this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, let earth mirror heaven. Let earth look like heaven. This is how you should pray. Don't just pray for that new car. Don't just pray for that new house. Don't just pray for a job. Pray that you fulfill God's mission. Pray that you do it urgently. Pray that 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 whatever you do, you know, and and how you how you perform in that job, how you act uh, 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 as a student, let it mirror heaven. You know, I, I don't want to get into the technicality. I'm not saying that. Oh, is that for university or workplaces in heaven? No, but but you get what I'm saying. God's desires for us to mirror. You know, this is how you should pray. Don't just pray for this and that. Pray that that earth, that your life will mirror heaven, mirror the joy of heaven, mirror the freedom that is in heaven, mirror the love that's in heaven, mirror uh, the, the, the perfect presence and perfect communion uh, with God that is in heaven. Amen. And this is, you know, God's heart for us. Can I turn you to one more scripture? Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. Let's go a little bit to Old Testament, Habakkuk 2.14. When Jesus was was teaching them how to pray, you know, he wasn't just, you know, uh, uh, introducing new teaching, but this this is teaching that was also calling back to what has been in God's heart for centuries. And in Habakkuk 2.14, it says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's right. God's desire for earth to mirror heaven and, and, and no, has been around for ages. You know, in fact, it's it's been there since Genesis when he asked men to rule, you know, uh, to be fruitful, to be multiplied, to fill the earth, the rule to have dominion. And, and even then, you know, God uh, created man in his image, mirroring him so that they can fill the earth. And so God's heart is for there to be a great mirroring, for there to be a great reflection, you know, of what God is doing in heaven. The question is, you know, would we 
allow God uh, uh, to do that in our lives this year? Would you be a reflector for God? Would you be a reflector of God's glory? Would you be a reflector of God's freedom? And this is how we should pray. This is how we should prophesy. Don't just say, God, give me that job. But no, say that, God, the reason why I want this job so that I can be a reflector for you. So that I can be a reflector, and, and, you know, I can be you know, a, a reflector for you in, in, in that law firm. I can be a reflector for you in that fashion house. I can be a reflector for you in that university so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of your glory. Amen. And that is how God wants us to, to start the year. He wants us to get our minds right to get in line with his agenda so that we live in a righteous way, so that we pray in a righteous way, and so that we prophesy in a righteous way, focusing on the word of God and being obedient to scripture. Amen. And so my challenge for you is that, you know, this year, would you pray for God's agenda uh, to be your agenda? And you know, this year, would you dare to set aside your uh, uh, resolution. You know, a lot of times we start the year with our own resolution. Maybe some of us, we, uh, you know, uh, we, we call us, oh, I'm very realistic, so I don't set a resolution. No, 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 you're just fearful, you know, and messy. That's why you don't set a resolution <laughs> because you're, you're, you know, you just want to go the flow or worse, you're afraid are failing and therefore if you don't set anything you don't fail but no if you don't if you don't plan for anything you plan to fail and so what we need to do is come back to that place and and not just plan our own lives but allow God's agenda to plan our lives ask church would you do this in 2021 would you say yes to the mission would you say yes to the master and when I say yes to the mission, I'm saying that, you know, before you see your, your, your workplace as your mission field, would you allow your heart to be the first mission ground? Amen. And, and don't just say, okay, God, work on me the whole year. No, no, no. Take it seriously. Take it urgently. Amen. Because we have a master. And when the master says, you know, my will be done, do it. Amen. Don't wait a year to submit. Do it. And most importantly, let's do it with a desire to mirror and reflect God. Amen. This year, would you prophesy, you know, God, just as how there is no pain in heaven, Lord, let, let there be no pain uh, here on earth. Meaning that God help me to be an instrument of comfort to the people around me. If there is great freedom, you know, in heaven, then Lord, help me to reflect that. Let there be freedom in my life. And so that when people begin to see the freedom in my life, freedom from fear, freedom from addiction, freedom from laziness, then they begin to say, wow, you, you, you're so free. You're so put together. And then we can say to them, hey, it's not me, it's really God. And I, and I just want to do his will so that I can reflect him. Amen. You know, I, I, I don't want to preach too long because it's a multi-part series. And, 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 and I pray that you would, you would come in again uh, next Sunday and open up your heart. You know, now that we have covered the, the, the agenda uh, of God, next week we want to talk about, you know, what God has put in our hands. You know, the allowance of God. 
Amen. So that so that our agenda uh, 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 meets, connects, is in sync with what He has placed in our hands. So that we also serve and we honor Him with what we have and believe God uh, uh, according to His agenda, according to His perfect timing for what we don't have. Amen. Uh, I hope that, that I know there's a lot to unpack as I'm preaching this. I'm preaching to myself because this year I want to be more kingdom focused. I want to be more mission focused. Church, there's so much need in this city. And then we cannot be a church that only goes out to be a blessing once a year in December. We need to be a blessing. We cannot wait for, uh, uh, you know, that for us to meet together physically as a church again to then only kickstart. No, we're we going to kickstart now our faith. Amen. We we can't wait only when we can meet again physically for us to pray for the sick. We're going to start praying for the sick now, starting with our own lives. And maybe that's another way to look at mirroring. Uh, in other words, let it start with your life. If you're believing God, I want to be used by you. Uh, to, to, to pray and, and to, to, to believe God that, that through my hands and through my lives, uh, you will flow and overflow and signs and wonders and miraculous testimonies uh, into the people around me, then let it start with our self. Let it start with our private life. The next time you're not feeling well, pray for yourself practice you know tell yourself that hey if, if if before i can go out and have the courage to pray for my friends let me pray for myself let me lay hands on myself let me have the faith amen to do it like i said you know don't just sit under good teaching let the word of god be like leaven and let it begin change you from the inside out amen and don't take your own sweet time changing change according to the pace of the master and last but not least amen mirror mirror god mirror Jesus. Amen. I pray if there is one resolution we should all have this year is that God this year make me more like Jesus. Amen. You know, I, I hope that as we go on this, this short series on how to pray like Jesus, uh, the more we study it, I pray that we will not just pray like Jesus, but we'll begin to live like Jesus, love like Jesus, and lead like Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. And Father Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your word. And Lord, there is so much for us to unpack. But God, first of all, we want to start today by getting our hearts right first. So God, we pray, forgive us, Lord, if we've been too slow to act. Forgive us, Lord, if we have, I don't know, uh, uh, um, uh, just let January fly past us like that. But Lord, uh, forgive us. And Lord, we come back to that place again. Lord, we want to come in line with your agenda again. Lord, help us, Lord, to remember there is a mission. There is a world that is hurting. There is a world that is larger than us. Lord, you say this not so that we can keep thinking about ourselves, so that we can think about other people and help other people, love other people, reach other people. Lord, help us to remember again, Lord, not to take you for granted. Yes, you are our Father in heaven, but your name is also so holy. Help us to treat your name with holiness. Help us to treat uh, uh, what you instruct us with much fear and trembling, with much holiness, so that, Lord, we don't just be hearers of the word only, but help us to be doers of the word. 
Lord, I pray that this year you will help us, Lord, to get our, uh, to align our life with your plans, with your will. And Lord, help us, Lord, uh, to this year uh, pray for your kingdom to come and to be a part of your kingdom, to live out your kingdom in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, before I close this uh, uh, service, I also just want to give an opportunity for friends watching. If you don't know Jesus, I hope that what we shared today didn't just fly over your head. But, but in short, let me summarize it in a way that you can understand. God is worth living for. God is worth giving up our lives for. God is worth changing for. God is worth it. And so what we want to do as Christians is to come back to that place. But if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know God, then again, I just want you to know the God that Jesus, he loves you. He died for your sins. Every time you see a picture of Jesus on the cross, you know, it wasn't just uh, some random uh, occurrence in history. No, he went to the cross willingly. He went to his cross as part of his ministry. He went to his cross as because it was his mission to come to earth, to live the life that we should have lived and to die the death that we should have died. He lived it to fulfill uh, the, 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 the teachings of God that, that God's ways can be lived out. And he died for us so that our mistake and our, our sin of not living out God's promises of not doing uh, life and doing things according to God's ways. Every time we break away from God's law, and that deserves the punishment, that deserves a death sentence. But God loves us so much that he would rather sacrifice his own son, his name is Jesus, than for us to lose our life uh, in disobedience to him. And so when he died on the cross, he died for you. But the good news is this, he also rose again. And today, if you believe in Jesus, if you call him God, the Bible says that you will also be reborn. Faith is not just about peace of mind for now, but, but Jesus, when he enters our life, he changes us like yeast, like leather. He changes us from the inside out so that we now on earth, have a new life, a life that's full of purpose, a life that's free from shame, free from sin, free from regret. Like I said, Jesus is worth it. He's worth surrendering to. He's worth giving up your life for. He's worth inviting into your heart. Would you invite Jesus into your heart today? God bless you. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.